Welcome to the Annie Jennings PR author and expert podcast series. My name is Stacey Amaral Kaufman. I'm the radio director for Annie's big city number one national radio campaign that includes a performance guarantee and unlimited media training. Annie Jennings also offers her famous performance publicity program with no monthly retainers for influential online media outlets and television across the country. If you want high-power publicity for yourself, please contact AnnieJenningsPR.com. And in this podcast, we feature Dr. Lloyd Sederer, a psychiatrist, public health doctor, and medical journalist. He has spent three decades directly treating patients and their families, and then he went into public service as mental health commissioner for New York City, then as mental health medical director. He writes principally for a general audience on topics including addiction, stress, depression, and anxiety, resiliency, violence, relationships, and also movies and television streaming programs, book and theater reviews. Dr. Lloyd has published 13 books and 500 articles, now mostly for a lay audience. So welcome, Dr. Lloyd. Thank you. Delighted to be here. Well, we are certainly honored to have you. You've done a lot of government work for New York City and the state, and you led mental health disaster responses, including after 9-11 and Hurricane Sandy. What did you learn about we humans in the wake of a disaster, and how does that inform us and what we can do today as we try to live with a world disrupted by COVID-19? I see COVID-19 as a triple threat, as a disaster three times over. Uh, There is the virus and how virulent and uh, potentially deadly it can be and contagious. Second, there's the economic hardship that it has produced. And third, ironically, the requirement that we stay away from each other in order to stop the spread. And I emphasize that because one of the principal things that we learned uh, from those disasters is, one, that we humans are resilient. We're adaptive. We can bounce back. Uh, But to do that, we really need the support of other people. That's one of the fundamental lessons from disaster experience, we have to turn to other people. When I did the 9-11 work, our tagline for that project was, even heroes need to talk. And how would you say, Dr. Lloyd, that COVID is different? We have the three ways it's a disaster three times over. How else is it different from past disasters? It's, it doesn't have a, a horizon to be seen. So, uh, the, you know, a, a hurricane, a bombing, it has a start and a stop, and it's often brief, whereas COVID uh, is apt to be with us for another year or two we don't even know. So living with the uncertainty of the duration is yet another way that COVID um, is different. The other is that uh, that third point, which I want to emphasize, that instrumental to people being resilient, bouncing back from a disaster, is the support of other people, turning to other people, being close to other people. And we're told, don't do that, <laughs> because that's a public health danger. So ironically, we're um, asked to do something that's very uh, 
contradictory to what we need to do to recover. And what would you say are the risk and protective factors that have an impact on resiliency and health, mental health, and also addictions? Yes, that's the very important question which we studied. We learned that those people who have a pre-existing mental health or addiction problem are most at risk to have a recurrence or relapse from those conditions, whether it be depression, PTSD, alcohol, or drug use, that they're the most at risk to have relapse in the wake of a disaster because of the stress of that disaster uh, on them and on their illness. That's a major risk factor, as is, as are uh, very common social determinants like a poverty, uh, like living in unsafe neighborhoods, like not having access to medical care. Those are major risk factors. But there are also very important protective factors. Protective factors are ones that reduce our risk, make it less likely that we'll get sick or uh, in some type of problem area as a result of a disaster. And the protective factors include a supportive family, trustworthy friends, again, community, uh, and uh, education, healthcare, and one of the most amazing findings throughout all those and other disasters is that faith is a protective factor, that those people who had faith, and it didn't necessarily have to be an organized religion, it could be a higher power, spirituality, but if you've got that in you, don't be shy about using it in the wake of a disaster or any kind of trauma, because faith uh, helps people get through tough times. And Dr. Lloyd, you're mentioning, you know, all of these risk factors. Um, and if people don't have those protective factors in place, or like you mentioned, we are, it's kind of, there's a deterrent there to even use those, use the community and the connection and so on. Do you feel as if we're all going to need some sort of counseling and mental health help therapy to bear the emotional consequences of this pandemic? A certain portion will, those who are at risk, but it's actually a very small proportion, maybe 5 or 7%. The rest of us will recover. We're resilient. Uh, and in fact, when we provided services in the wake of 9-11 and, and Sandy, we did not provide therapy. And in fact, uh, with 9-11, which ran, our response ran three years, we served three quarters of a million people. There are not enough therapists any, around to do that. And what we found was uh, in, enabling people to find their own natural, uh, or rediscover their own adaptive capabilities, asking questions. And these were counselors. These were not psychiatrists, psychologists, asking questions like, when was the last time that you hit a really big bump in your life? Do you remember what you did, what you uh what enabled you to recover. So it's about discovering our own inner strength and uh, reusing it, learning to use it once again. Now, Dr. Lloyd, you are also the chief medical officer of a company called Bongo Media. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and how its work relates to COVID, healthcare, first responders, as well as to other great social ills such as racial bias and inequality? 
It is a funny name, isn't it, Bongo Media? <laughs> its first project, which was uh, in the surge, in the COVID surge uh, in uh, New York and Massachusetts in the spring, was to work with New York Presbyterian Hospital Major Medical Center and Massachusetts General Hospital and uh, 20 pairs of doctors volunteered uh, to speak to each other by Zoom once or twice a week, 10 to 20 minutes, about what they were experiencing. These were frontline doctors, emergency doctors, ICU doctors, and these were pairs, these were diets, and they knew each other and trusted each other. And it was just amazing to listen to them. And we anonymized their conversation so others could hear them and so they could speak uh, candidly, unfiltered conversations about what they were going through that they would never tell their boss, never tell the CEO of the hospital. But those people needed to know because these doctors and now nurses are the most important assets healthcare has in terms of doing its job. So we recorded that and it was truly an amazing set of recordings, uh, which we anonymized with masks and, and voice change. And it was reported on June 22nd uh, this year in the New York Times Sunday Review, a feature article about that project with uh, New York Presbyterian and MGH. And in fact, if you're online, you can see about a 90 second clip of two doctors talking with each other who asked not to be anonymized. So you see these real people um, uh, speaking to each other. And uh, they were uh, essentially supporting one another, helping each other get through what was truly an overwhelming experience. And that first project, Bago Media, has now led to other hospitals using that, has led to uh, work that we're starting with uh, educational facilities and also some other uh, centers that are interested in having these honest, candid, and private or um, protected conversations about race inequity. You know, what is it like uh, uh, to uh, not be white where you work? So we have begun to expand this considerably. That's Bongo Media. Well, Dr. Lloyd, it sounds like you're doing some really great work. Do you have anything to leave our audience with today? I want people to know that for the past 18 years, I've been a government worker. I've been a city mental health commissioner, state medical director. I'm a public servant. I work for you. My work is to help those people in New York City or New York City have a better life. And that's what I'm dedicated to. And I want uh, all of us to know that there are many government workers who truly pursue that path and help us all with our health and mental health. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Lloyd Setterer. To learn more about Dr. Lloyd, you can check him out online at askdrlloyd.com. That's ask, D-R-L-L, 
L-O-Y-D, AskDrLloyd.com. Take a look there. There's lots to see, including some of his writing, his talks, as well as how to reach him. And also you can subscribe to the site as well. It's free. Dr. Lloyd, thanks again. Thank you so much. Be well. And thank you all for listening to this podcast brought to you by Annie Jennings PR. Visit AnnieJenningsPR.com to learn how you, too, can enjoy high-powered, no-retainer publicity to build an influential brand and achieve your goals and objectives. Till next time.